It's time for JT the Brick. Hi. I don't like to go to Kansas City a lot. I'm not saying it's a great atmosphere. I've been there, done that. This week is all about the Chiefs, and we know it's the toughest game on the schedule, JT. Every year, if you've been listening to me for 20 minutes or over 20 years, you know I freak out about misdirection. Misdirection is the word I use during the Kansas City week because that's what Kansas City does because it works against this organization up until now. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. JT the Brick. You play the game like you're trying to win. Within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. Act like a fan, but come in sharp and smart and put together the game plan here over the next couple of days and give me your impression on how the Raiders win this game. And now, here's JT the Brick. End of the gate, JT, what a night, what a day. Raider Nation, unite. One of the biggest games of the year, the most difficult game of the year, The toughest game of the year is in a few hours as the Raiders are on Kansas City to take on their long AFL-AFC West rivalry, the Chiefs, who have turned out to be one of the better teams and organizations in the NFL since Andy Reid and Mahomes came together. And what a glorious opportunity for the Silver and Black to make a statement as we've been expecting a statement so far this year and haven't had it. So this would be the night to do it. And Raider fans should be really aggressive today. Short show for an hour. Then I head down to the M for the pregame show. I'll be on for the postgame show at the M, and it's going to be great. So if you're looking for a place to watch the game, come on down to M Resort Spa. And Casino Raiders Tavern and Grill right outside there will be at the Coors Light Chill Zone. Eric Allen and myself. And then hopefully it'll be a nice postgame show, man, where I won't have to put out a forest fire. I won't have to walk fans off the ledge and everybody could celebrate a great Raiders victory. And that's what the show is like. I got Steve Berline, who will join us, former Raiders quarterback, Super Bowl champion, with Dallas and Troy Aikman. He's been a backup. He's been a starter. He's won big, big games. He's really good as an analyst. Steve Berline, at the bottom of the hour, my only guest. I opened it up for the phones the rest of the way if you want to get through. Uh, 702-365-365. 9,200, what a week, and I went and visited my son in Tempe, went to Arizona State's upset win over Washington, so I had a great time, and I'm back here ready for this. Tomorrow, I'm hosting the Raiders television press conference show with Eric Allen. Harry Ruiz will be in for me tomorrow, as I'll be hosting live from the facility, and I'll be hosting with Q Myers, and tomorrow we'll have on Bucky Brooks from NFL Network, as Lincoln Kennedy will be traveling Uh, The new podcast that got off to a great start, Raiders Roundtable, tomorrow. So busy day, busy night, uh, another busy day tomorrow, and it's all based around Kansas City, as after that we go into the bye week. And I think the bye week, and I didn't like the bye week where it was when the season came out. Remember, I was a guy really pissed off with the schedule. I think the league really did the Raiders in with an awful schedule, front-loaded and back-loaded, and the Raiders have tripped over that schedule. The Raiders were set up to struggle heading into the bye week, and if they played great, it would have been an unbelievable bye week if they could win this game against Kansas City. I don't care what their record would be. Beating Kansas City into the bye week would do wonders for the silver and black. I'm also very confident tonight that I'm not going to be scared to predict that the Raiders should play great and win. doesn't matter what I think. You probably figured that out by now, right? I just run a fast-paced radio show a couple times a day. I don't get paid to be right. I get paid to have opinions and strong ones and stand behind it. And this organization with Al Davis on the anniversary the other day of his passing, 
this organization has never been in fear. They've never been in fear at any time during the history of the organization. They always said, we're going to take what we want. We're going to play physical. We're going to be demanding, and we're going to go great in big games. We're going to play in the biggest of games, the greatest of games with the greatest players. So Mr. Davis never had this organization doubting or in fear, even though the organization was not ready to win at times, even though the Raiders haven't been a team over the last 20 years that have won a lot, and the Raiders have never been in fear. But sometimes you play a team that you know is better than you on paper, and you got to find a way to win. And this is basically the definition of that. In order to win this game, the Raiders, A, have to play great. They haven't been close to being above average this year. Even the Denver game. They had some good plays in Denver. Carr didn't even throw for 200 yards and two touchdowns. He threw for no touchdowns, none, and didn't throw for 200 yards. So even though the Raiders won that game, they did not play at a high level. They played good enough to win. They made great plays on defense. The scoop and score was unbelievable. Mad Max and the sacks. But no one would consider that a graded out to be an epic great game. And they lost all the other games. And they played a good half in one game, a bad half. You know how it's been. I'm not going to go back and repeat all this, but you know what's happening now. This organization needs to play a great game. This organization needs to be great today. This organization's got to go into Kansas City and not stomp on the logo and not worry about driving the bus around Arrowhead. They just got to be Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, new regime, do your job. This whole concept from Bill Belichick, who will go down in NFL history better than Bill Parcells, better than Vince Lombardi, better than Don Shula, better than Chuck Knoll, better than Bill Walsh, arguably, they have one job. Do your job. That's why Mark Davis hired them. He hired them just for that reason. He wanted the success and the fundamental success of the Patriots to bring to Las Vegas to set a culture of winning consistently for years to come. Not to pop off and win one year, then lose two years. The plan is in place. I believe it's a very good plan, but it's off to a bumpy start. Not the culture, not the plan, but the way these games have ended up. Again, if they beat Kyler Murray and didn't collapse in that game, everything's fine. Raiders are going into this game fine. With two wins, everybody in the league's got two wins. And they're okay, and if they lose, it's not the end of the world because the schedule in front of them, but they dug themselves a hole. And this is a really big hole that they need to dig out of. And this schedule didn't do the Raiders any favors, giving us Kansas City here. Now, Kansas City, I talked to a bookmaker today. A lot of the books here love the Raiders to cover, not to win. That's what gamblers do. They don't care. Gamblers don't care. They just want to cover. They want to win their bet. And this is what's called the trap game, kind of, because it's a division rivalry game. Normally, those aren't trap games. But Kansas City just beat Tampa Bay. And they got Buffalo next week. And I can tell you this right now, they care a lot more about Buffalo than the Raiders now. In years to come, it might be the Raiders are more important than Buffalo. They want Buffalo because Buffalo is coming. I mean, it's like a World War II war movie between Buffalo and Kansas City next week. Strategic arms, who's going to win that game? So it's technically a trap game, but they play in the division. So a lot of the Sharps are on the Raiders to cover the seven. Them covering the seven does mean no good. I want to see a win. I could care less about the spread. I'm not betting on the game. So in order for the Raiders to win the game, they have to play exceptional. They have to get their stars going. 
And what I meant about the fact that the Raiders shouldn't be intimidated or in fear, and the players and coaches aren't scared of anything, but fans can get pretty fanatical. What has to happen in this game is throw out the excuses. I don't want to hear about the offensive line anymore. We're done with that. We're going into the bye week. They decided to go with this offensive line. They decide to mix and match the offensive line. I'm done with it. I've seen plenty of teams in this league that have an offensive line that's not good, it's not great, and they're winning games. The New York Giants yesterday were missing their top four receivers. Not one, not two, not three, but four. A starting cornerback in the game. And they were a laughing stock the last couple of years, and they beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in London. No excuses there. Let's begin by going to the final in London as the Giants rallied for their head coach, their new head coach, Brian Dable, and won a big upset win. Seven seconds to go. Giants by five. Rodgers back to throw. Spins away from pressure. Under pressure again. Dances to his right. Now he gets hit from behind and gets whacked and fumbles the football. Recovered by the Packers, but that is it. Ball game over. The New York Giants have come to London and rang the bell of the Green Bay Packers 27-22. Giants radio on the call. Giants were able to do that. Giants, again, they're missing their four wide receivers. Raiders are not. They got Waller going, Devontae, Hunter Renfro, Matt Collins. They got everybody going. They got Derek Carr. Giants were able to do that. I'd give the Raiders a better chance to beat the Packers than I would the Giants, and the Giants won the game. They had no fear. Fortunately for them, they played a neutral game. They didn't have to play in Lambeau, and they ended up winning that game. Now, I'm going to give you examples on how the Raiders need to win. How about Buffalo opening up their game against Pittsburgh as a 14-point favorite? They came out and smashed the Steelers. Here's Josh Allen going to Gabe Davis and just exploding right out of the gate. Snap. Josh handles it. Back to throw. Pocket collapsing. Fires a deep one downfield. Looking for Gabe Davis. Makes the catch at midfield. He's going to sail into the end zone. Gabe Davis at the 20. At the 10. Touchdown. Holy mackerel. 98 yards. Touchdown. Gabe Davis on third and 10 at their own two. That's the way to start. Holy mackerel. That's the way to start a 98-yard touchdown for the Buffalo Bills. 98 yards. Gabe Davis. He's not Devontae Adams. He's really good. They were ready to play. They were ready to explode out of the gate, and they were fantastic early on. You see the trend I'm saying here? No need to be nervous and scared. Go out and win the games. And then another big theme to the monologue here is that everything that could go wrong for the Raiders has in regards to the rest of the league. I mean, Denver should not have a win. Denver shouldn't have a win. They got two. And the Chargers, they beat the Raiders in the first game. Chargers could have lost their last four games. How the hell are the Chargers winning? Boy, blunder. Brandon Staley, their head coach, went for it on a fourth and two, gave Cleveland the ball back to easily win the game with the field goal. It would have decimated the Chargers. I'm telling you, this could have been a kill shot to wipe out the Chargers' season And the Raiders can't catch a break because Cleveland misses this chip shot field goal. Here's York. Snap back. Ball down. He's into it. End of our end. That kick is up and it is good. No, he missed it. It looked good and then it veered right. No good. Yeah, no good. Chargers win. Chargers win. They collapsed in that game. And they end up winning. So I'm scratching my head going, when are the Raiders going to catch a break? When are the Raiders going to have this happen to them? Now, I'll give you some good news. Want the good news? Because it's going to be a very positive hour on the show, I can promise you. 
The Raiders play a lot of teams that they could beat. The Houston Texans beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville. This is important because the Raiders play Houston right after the bye week, and they have to go to Jacksonville. This should give Raider fans hope that they're going to beat Houston and Jacksonville and stockpile a couple wins. Heaves it. It's going to be well short, and it's picked off. Texans have it at the 20. King across the 30, the 40 right side, and he runs out of bounds at the 44-yard line. The game is over. The Texans win their first of 2022, defeating Jacksonville on the road 13-6. That is a big deal. That's a big deal. First off, Houston can win any game. They can win in Las Vegas. They're a football team. They can win. But the Jaguars had nothing. And the Raiders play Houston and the Jaguars their first two out of three games coming off the bye week. Forget about must win. Magnitude must ever wins. They got to beat those teams if they're going to win games this year. That'll be critical there. And then finally, I want to give you one more example on what the Raiders need to do. Dallas has Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is the quarterback. They got a backup quarterback. They went in to play the world champs in Los Angeles where the Raiders will play later on this year on Thursday night football. And Dallas on the ground was a beast and they ran over the world champs. And they're going to give the ball to Pollard. He busts up the middle. He broke the tackle. Right to the 40. Chased from behind at the 30. Turns left at the 20. To the 10. To the 5. And Pollard with a house call. Touchdown, Tony Pollard. All right, so that's Cowboys Radio. I think I just gave you in the first 13 minutes multiple examples of how the Raiders can go win the game. Now they got to go win the game. They got to go win the game, and I look at it two ways. I had my pre-show. Some guys have a three-hour pre-show meeting because they don't watch sports. They don't know sports. I need about five minutes to get ready for this show. This is the easy part of my day is getting ready for Raider Nation Radio. It's either a win or a loss, and I'm going to try to pump this place up and do my job and give us the intensity that we need on the radio on a flagship station to go win the game. That's my tiny, tiny part in this. And I talked to Uncle Mort, Raider Mort, before the game. I go, Mort, I'm going on. Give me something. Give me some keys to the victory. And he said something brilliant. He's so good. He said, this is a team now that has got to play man-to-man. I go, explain it to me. He goes, they're afraid to play man-to-man on defense. They don't believe they can. So they're playing a soft zone in all of these games. They're getting scorched over the middle of the field, and they got to get out of the zone. they got to start being confident playing man-to-man with Nate Hobbs. And Rocky Asin went healthy. And what they have with Trayvon Merrick. Jonathan Abram concerns me a lot in this game. I'm hoping for the best. But they can't play in fear. Because Tyreek Hill isn't here anymore. So you don't have to play a soft cover zone because Tyreek Hill's going to rip it apart. You know you got Kelsey. So mix and match. Play some man-to-man tonight. Play some physical man-to-man on Kelsey. Put your hands on him on the line of scrimmage like he's an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. Hands up right on him. Jack him up. And then have someone over the top go with him. Now, Kansas City's got a couple of receivers. Juju can go deep if one of the safeties for the Raiders bites. But I'd rather see them slow down Kelsey than worry about some of these other receivers who are good, but they're not Tyreek Hill. Get out of this soft zone. The middle of the field needs to tighten like an accordion. When you take an accordion and you squeeze it, the middle of the field needs to be squeezed more because it's wide open like 20, 30 yards and guys are running like deer in the forest just kind of grazing through the middle of the field. Someone has to go down hard in this game. As I tweeted out at JT the Brick, Mahomes needs to go down, period. I'm not talking anything illegal. 
But he needs to get tackled to the ground hard. Period. Not run out of bounds. Not slide. Someone on the Raiders has got to hit him hard and make him pay. I don't want anybody to get hurt. So don't take this out of context. But do you see how many quarterbacks aren't playing in football? I have the list. You know how many quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks are in because they're getting hit? Tom Brady yesterday, Atlanta made an unbelievable play to get the ball back, and they call roughing the passer on Tom Brady. It was such a big topic on my serious show last night. Everybody was calling in on it because they think Brady gets preferential treatment. Well, maybe Mahomes does too. But we're not going to know unless the Raiders put him on his ass. He likes to run. He likes to move the pocket. Someone's got to get to him. And then on my tweet at JT the Brick, this has got to be the coming out party of Chandler Jones. Let me tell you why. A couple of important points. This team basically dumped Alex Leatherwood, a first-round pick who was 17th overall. Dumped him. It put the team behind the eight ball because the previous regime swung and missed on Cleland Farrell, swung and missed on Alex Leatherwood, swung and missed on Damon Arnett, a bunch of busts. Guys, and Clee, I like Clee. Let me take that out. Clee's not a bust, but Clee is not going to be here. This is the you know, remaining games of Cleland Farrell's career. I can guarantee you if he doesn't show up or there's a miracle, like a football miracle coming down from heaven with him. So they got rid of Leatherwood. They got Chandler Jones to be a home run and to be a star, and he hasn't shown up yet other than the last game where he played really physical. He, he captured the edge. He secured the edge and did some nice things. He's got to have a game. Uh, This rivalry, the history of this rivalry, has names like Bobby Bell, Otis Taylor, a guy by the name of Derek Thomas who's one of the greatest I've ever seen. Remember the Jeff George game with Derek Thomas? Players like Howie Long, Greg Townsend, Lyle Alzado, Ben Davidson, the Mad Stork, Matt Millen, Phil Villapiano, Skip Thomas, George Atkinson. Right, some of the Mike Haynes and Eric Allen, my partner today, and Rod Woodson, Charles Woodson. The guys on this defense aren't any of those guys. They're not. Chandler Jones is. Chandler Jones got to get in this rivalry. Chandler Jones has got to enter this rivalry tonight on national television. Or what? What what are we doing? He's got to enter the rivalry the way all the other legends did. Ben Davidson, helmets flying, fights on the sideline. Phil Villapiano coming in, tackling people out of bounds. They're trying to beat up Phil. George Atkinson, anyone over the middle of the field will just take you out. That's the rivalry. Don't be afraid of that tonight. Have a moment, Chandler Jones. Have a moment where you enter the rivalry of Kansas City and the Raiders, one of the greatest rivalries of all time. He's got to do that. If not, then what was the money spent on? Dave Ziegler could have went out and got two offensive linemen for the price of Chandler Jones. They decided to go with Chandler Jones. I'm behind him, but I got to do my job. I got to tell you what this guy's done. I've looked at the tape. He's got to have a game tonight where he's got a sack. He takes Mahomes to the ground. He stops the run. He puts his fist up on third down, and they get a stop and get off the field. He's got to do it. This is his job. Do your job tonight and go win the game. And then finally, Derek Carr, which around here, around media around here, you got to be careful with Derek Carr because someone else is listening who might take me out of context, and all I've done is, is stand behind this guy and back him up. 
Carr went to Kansas City a couple of years ago and played arguably his greatest game as a Raider. Do you remember how he did it? He played aggressive. He played up-tempo. He took shots to Henry Ruggs. They were able to run the ball. They were able to keep Kansas City off their edge. They didn't know what was going on. Derek Carr was just all over the place. Great. He was throwing intermediate. He took deep shots the game. He, he was changing plays at the line of scrimmage and playing a little bit faster. Derek Carr's got to win this game. Not keep it close. No, he's got to go win the game. That's where we are with Derek going forward. This isn't, hey, you know, Derek played well. He's not the reason they lost. I'm sick of that. The conversation now becomes Derek won the game. Derek went out and won the game like Gannon was able to do and Ken Stabler and Jim Plunkett were able to do. And Derek has done, and he's done it in Kansas City. He's got to find a way to go do it. And that's going to take him playing fast, playing loose, not worried about changing a Josh McDaniel play. Or how about this? Run the bleeping play you ran in Henderson all week this week. Is that a novel idea? You ran practice all week. You had an extra day. You went three wide. You went four wide. You had Waller in motion. Run the play. Don't change it. No need to change it. You're playing Kansas City. This isn't the 85 Bears. This isn't Lawrence Taylor and the Giants in their Super Bowl years. Run the play, Derek. Break the huddle with 20 seconds to go. Run the play when the clock's at 13 seconds, not two seconds. Run the play. And if it's third and short... Run it to Renfro and move the pocket. Roll to your right and have Renfro run it out to his right. Throw the ball really low and Renfro will get on his knees and catch it. Or Devontae will do that and move the chains. And Josh Jacobs, exclusive interview at Raiders.com on the Silver and Black Show. Where, man, that guy's playing for a contract and, and he looks great. So can you run the ball with Josh? Yeah, Kansas City. That's the number one rushing defense in this game. But as Josh McDaniels told me on the radio, this is a team that doesn't run it much. They haven't been able to run it. You know, the other teams are passing because they fall behind. So that number could be skewed a little bit. But Kansas City comes into this game, let me remind you, fourth overall in offense, 11th in rushing offense, 7th in passing offense, 2nd in points per game, three overall in third down efficiency, and fourth in uh, uh, red zone offensive efficiency. Kansas City is ranked number one in the NFL in rushing defense, 65.8 yards a game. But they're giving up. They're tied for 30th in red zone defensive efficiency, and the Raiders are really struggling in that. Raiders are ranked 28th on offense in red zone efficiency. Something's got to give. You hear what I'm saying, Raider Nation? You're playing a a defense that is ranked 30th on defense in the red zone, and the Raiders are 28th on offense. Something's got to give in this game. So that's where we are. I'm ready to go win the game. I'm ready to head down to the M Resort. I'm ready to win the game because that's where we're at. We're in this boat together. Let's go get a W from a mental perspective, and then the aftermath will be tomorrow and after the game on the postgame show. I'm sweating through this shirt. I'm fired up. I'm in the studio ready to roll because I've seen the Raiders win games like that in the history of this franchise many times. But they only do it when they feel they can and they're aggressive. They don't wait to get punched. They don't, get, they don't wait to lose the first three rounds of the fight. They come out and they win the first three out of four rounds. They need two turnovers in the first half. I'm calling for it right now. 
Two turnovers, an interception and a strip sack or a, or, or, or a hard hit where the ball goes to the ground on a receiver and the Raiders recover. I need turnovers early. I need Carr to start fast. And I need Mike Carlson and A.J. Cole. I need A.J. Cole to kick the ball out of bounds inside the 20. Don't want to see anything in the air. Kick it out of bounds. I don't want Kansas City to touch the ball. And same thing with Carlson. Kick it out of the end zone every bleeping time. Out of the end zone, Carlson, I need three to four field goals. That's right. They're going to kick field goals. They're going to be points on fourth and, you know, third and sixth where they don't get a first down, and they're going to have to make the three. That's okay, but you can't kick field goals all day. But they're going to need a few to win this game. Everybody doesn't have to play perfect. Just do your job. Play hard and kick ass tonight, and let's have a blast. 702-365-9200. Want to thank Remy Martin. I was out with my buddy Tori out in Phoenix and Tempe and Scottsdale with one of the Remy Martin's legends out there. I had a great time visiting my son. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. And PTs, they fuel the monologue. Go watch the game tonight at PTs, 5 to 7, midnight to 2, half-price drinks. Coming up next, Steve Berline on a deep dive with the quarterbacks, the way David Hum used to do it. We'll go Mahomes and Carr. What's at stake from a quarterback perspective? And what do the Raiders need to do on offense as they have the weapons to compete in a battle, in a weapons battle with Kansas City? Everybody knows that. Big opportunity tonight. Hopefully the Raiders take advantage of it on the flagship of the Silver and Black. This is Raider Nation Radio. Yeah, you would hope that uh, you, know, you could simulate some things in practice, but also, you know, you'd hope that game experience that they've had on the road helps. Um, and and so far they've handled noise. I thought they've done a great job. Um, you know, and they'll have to, they'll definitely have to do it this week in Kansas City. It's like I said, one of the loudest places in in all the sports, and uh, you know, it's always hostile environment. Uh, but it's a, it's an environment you know that I've always I've always enjoyed you know playing in that place. To, the history, the, the rivalry, all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, it's fun. Derek Carr, I really do believe he embraces that rivalry. He definitely does. He gets it. He's won there. He's beat him before. Remember Derek at the 0-10 start, the Kansas City win, his rookie year, all the big games he's played in. I, I really believe that Derek brings the energy. He's prepared for that game. Now, a lot, of t- a lot of times his team weren't. His teammates weren't. They didn't have good games, but Derek's up for the challenge. As we get ready for Monday Night Football tonight, no better analyst that I'd like to have on from CBS Sports Network, also with NFL Monday quarterback, the great analyst. What an unbelievable guy to know and have on the radio, previewing the quarterbacks ahead of Monday Night Football. Steve Berline joins us, former Raider quarterback. How you been, Steve? I'm doing awesome, my man. How about you? Real good. You were at the Red River rivalry, I saw? I was. I was handling the... uh... Uh, the game for Compass Media, that was a national broadcast there. I've, I've been with them now for a couple of years, and, man, what a letdown that was. My son's a senior at Oklahoma. He's been to every game in that rivalry, and he called my wife and I as he was driving back to Norman after that. Said, Dad, Mom, worst sporting experience I've ever been. He's been to Yankee World Series games with me. He's been to Final Fours. And it's going to take them. And I'm going to Oklahoma. I'm going to Oklahoma this weekend, Friday, Saturday, to see them play Kansas. Just quick for my personal use, did they quit 
on their coach. You don't lose 49 nothing in a rivalry game when you were preseason number six or seven. What happened to the Sooners? I really don't think they quit at all. I don't think that they knew how to handle themselves in that situation because they hadn't been in that situation since any of them had been in Oklahoma. I mean, you got to go back a very, very long way to – and we talked about how far back it was, and I can't even remember. Uh, but um, it was—it's been decades since they've lost a game like that. And uh, you know, to me, it truly came down to a situation where they—they uh, they had a quarterback in Davis Bevel that had absolutely no idea what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, truly, I, I said it a couple times during the broadcast. I said, you know. If they could just complete a forward pass, they they would yeah. they would possibly have a chance to to you know score a touchdown here and, and make make this a game. And I said that throughout the first half, and then even a little bit into the second half until it became a, an absolute yeah. joke. But uh, they they really had nothing at all. They they tried everything offensively to get things going. They tried. They were almost exclusively in that wildcat formation for a while. It just did not work at all. And um, it just really illustrated their lack of depth at quarterback because their their starting quarterback was uh, obviously not available to play because of a concussion. Steve Berline's our guest. Let's get to the game tonight, Monday Night Football. The Raiders have the weapons. You know, Devontae, Waller, Renfro cleared to go. Josh Jacobs had a big game. And Derek Carr's at quarterback. Even Matt Collins has had some big games this year. I mean, this team is loaded offensively, Steve. But when you look at the tape, the built-in excuse for the national media is the offensive line is an elite, and Derek will only have so much time. How does he attack this Kansas City defense? Well, I, I think they're catching. Uh, I think both both uh, teams are coming in with a lot of confidence, but I think for the Raiders, I, I give them a little bit of an edge because they, they're coming off their best game. And you know, when you come out of a game where you dominate somebody and it's for, for the first time in quite a while, they haven't really dominated anybody as they did last week um, in, in, in quite some time. So you come off a game like that, you got your chest bowed out, you're feeling pretty good about things. You know what this game means. Not only is it Monday Night Football, but it's a divisional game against a team that many expect to be right back in at, at least in the AFC Championship, if not the Super Bowl again. Uh, this is a game where you go in and say, hey, we can shock the NFL right now. We come out and make a statement on national TV. Um, you know, we, we're right back in this thing. So uh, I think their confidence should be high, and I don't think they have any reason to be cocky. It won't be a negative uh, confidence whatsoever. It can only help them. Uh, but, you know, if there is a weakness uh, of, on the offense, it is the offensive line, without a doubt. But I think – Josh McDaniel is getting to know this team a little bit better. Uh, they're going to come out and try and run the ball, keep the ball away, not only, not only because of the success they had last week running the football over 200 yards, but because that's the way you, you keep Patrick Mahomes off the field and you help your defense by keeping them fresh and running the football, moving the chains. So I think that's going to be their mentality. Uh, I think Kansas City is probably going to be expecting that. But that's going to obviously allow some opportunities up the field if, if they can, you know, hit some of those play action opportunities to Waller and Devontae Adams and, you know, all the different weapons that you, that you uh, mentioned before. I think there's going to be some opportunities to make plays. And, uh, but it does start with the running game. If they don't, if they don't, you know, make Kansas City respect the run, 
then it could be a long day again for Derek Carr and, and for this offense. But uh, I fully expect him to come out and play well. The big challenge is going to be how do you contain that offense for Kansas City? You know, Mahomes is such a unique talent, and uh, the best defense against him is to keep him on the sideline, keep him on the bench. Yeah. Steve Berline's our guest, great former quarterback in the NFL, played for the Raiders in Los Angeles, is always at the Raiders alumni event, big part of this organization with Mark Davis and the alumni. So as Mike Tyson once famously said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And last year on the first play of the game in Kansas City, Josh Jacobs went on the outside, fumbled, scoop and score, game was over. They got humiliated and embarrassed in that game. And it happened twice. It also happened in Vegas. And Steve, with Mahomes too, I want to talk about the way you guard him from the back where they have Trayvon Merrick and Jonathan Abram, young players who don't have a lot of experience in regards to coming up in the box and then getting back and changing their mind and defending the deep ball. Max Crosby and I really got on Chandler Jones before you came on and we started off the show. If Crosby and Jones on opposite sides can contain him and one or two of them can get him to the ground, I think the Raiders have a shot, but that pass rush has to be there. Well, you know, when you, when you talk about Mahomes, he, he's dangerous from the pocket, but he's, he's more dangerous. He's lethal from outside the pocket, like you said. And so that really does start with discipline off the edges. Those, those guys, you know, Chandler Jones and Crosby, they have got to put their, their focus on, on a totally different mentality than they normally go into a game. They're normally just, you know, with a, with a, with a non-elite quarterback, their mentality is, hey, I just got to beat the guy in front of me and I'm going to get a shot and I'm athletic enough to bring this guy down and make the sack, make the play. But with Patrick Mahomes, that's not the case. You've got to keep him inside the pocket and, and, and make him be patient and execute, you know, and move the ball in, in increments, small increments down the field. We've seen when teams have had success against Patrick Mahomes, it's when you make him try to be patient. He doesn't like that. He likes trying to get the ball up the field, making those spectacular throws, and a lot of them come when he breaks contain, breaks the pocket. And uh, so that's going to be as big a key as anything in the ball game. I think another thing they can draw on, though, the Raiders. Remember, uh, I think it was, was it last year uh, where, or, or the year before where they were in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. might have been two years ago yeah. uh, when Derek, Derek Carr had that big day. They, they hit a couple yep. of big plays down the field. Was that two years ago? Two years ago with Henry Ruggs before the incident happened. They took some deep shots That's and right. really That's excelled right. on that. That was, yep. in, that was in Kansas City as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, they, they can draw back on that. A lot of those guys were there, and, and they can say, hey, you know, we, we've, already, we've already proven we can win in Kansas City. Last year didn't go so well, but not too long ago we went out there and we shocked them. Uh, we can do that again, and uh, that's got to be their mentality for sure. Wrapping it up with Steve Berline. Steve, I want to talk about your career because you played with other teams, and I heard you on the radio about a week ago when you were backing up Troy and you were playing well. Now the quarterback and the coach and the owner all has to think about what they're doing here because it's the best of both worlds. The starter is waiting to come back healthy. You're coming in as a backup, or when you were a starter, you're playing well and the momentum is building. The Raiders don't have any momentum other than beating Denver, and Denver doesn't look to be a really good team. 
What's it like when you need a momentous win and you're not playing great? I mean, this is the perfect storm in Kansas City. If they beat Kansas City heading into the bye week, they come out with Houston, New Orleans, and Jacksonville. I think everybody around the NFL is believing that the Raiders can stack some wins. Talk about momentum and how the Raiders get it back. Well, I truly believe, JT, that this, that, that word, momentum, um, and, and co- combine that with, uh, or you can almost say it's a synonym for confidence uh, at the NFL level. Th- th- that is what makes the difference between winning and losing and being a good, consistent football team uh, versus a team that's kind of up and down and doesn't show up every single week. When you go into a game believing that you have the ability and should expect to, to come out with a win, uh, that's a huge difference as opposed to being surprised when you when you go out and beat a good football team. You know, when you go in with the mentality that, hey, we should expect to win this game. We shouldn't be surprised. Nobody should be surprised if we come away with the win because that's how good we are. We're good enough to do that. We've shown it. Uh, it builds over time. And this, as, as you just said a minute ago, this could be one of those uh, those type of, of, of culture-changing uh, wins that, that a team uh, could really build a, a tremendous run off of. So we're all hoping for that tonight. Um, I, I'm sure they will be ready to play emotionally. Uh, it's going to come down to having the right plays called at the right time and then guys stepping up and just executing when they have the opportunities. You know, when, you're, when you go into a game like this, it truly does come down to a few plays. The Raiders, Derek Carr, and his receivers are going to have some opportunities to make plays at the key moments. And that's both both sides of the ball. And if you make those key plays when you get those opportunities, that will be the difference in the ball game. Steve, last one, a national question with Matt Rule getting fired in Carolina. I was on the wrong side of it. I thought it was the perfect scenario for Baker Mayfield, and I thought Baker was the only way that he could save Matt Rule's job because David Tepper is the richest owner in sports. I don't know him well. I'm assuming you've met him a number of times. This guy's serious. He's serious. He wants to win and makes a bit, pretty bold decision early in the season. What direction did they go in? Because if you don't have a quarterback that can win, I don't care how good of a coach you are, unless you're Belichick, you're not going to be able to keep your job long-term. How do you see it playing out with the Panthers? Well, that's going to be an interesting uh, situation for sure. I'm still very close to a lot of people in that organization. I don't know Mr. Tepper that well. Um, I will be seeing him in a couple of weeks. I'm going out for for a game uh, uh, on the 23rd. But uh, the, the bottom line is that th- th- that organization has been struggling for, for quite a while now. There's a lot of energy and enthusiasm around Matt Rule. But uh, when you really look at it, uh, coming into this year, everybody knew that he was on the hot seat. Uh, Mr. Tepper did not like the way it was going, uh, makes the bold decision early on. And, and I really, as you said, I really thought it was going to be a great situation for Baker Mayfield, a chance to rejuvenate his career and, and kind of reestablish himself, but it has not gone that way. So that's been extremely disappointing. And um, I'm sure it just not only the fact that the record is what it is with at uh, what one and four now, but the fact that they have the way that they have lost and the way the teams that they have lost too. Uh, it's just been uh, a disaster from every perspective. So uh, not surprised that it happened at this point where they're going right now. I'm not very sure about that, but uh um, you know, they obviously are hungry to get it right. You got it, Steve. I hope to see you soon. Have you on again. Always appreciate your time. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank you. 
Thanks, JT. You too, buddy. Take care. You got it. Steve Berline. Really go back with him a while. When I was doing Super Bowl parties out here in Vegas, and he was one of the guest stars at a party, and we spent a Super Bowl together. Really good guy. Well thought out as an analyst, as a former player, as a Super Bowl champion, and the organizations he's played with. Carolina, the Raiders for Al Davis, the Cowboys for Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson. He's been around the league and does a nice job. All right, we'll take your calls to the top of the hour, and then Q will jump in from the OYO. He's going to check in. I'm going to race down to M Resort, and we'll be there live on the air at 3.15. Till the postgame show ends, I don't know what it's going to end, overtime or not. Planning on being there all night, literally all night, before we're back in the Raider building on Tuesday. And then the Raider players will come out, and they'll go on a much-needed bye week, and they need that bye week. They need to get healthy. They need some time to rejuvenate and hopefully celebrate a win on the road. No, no, it doesn't. Um, <clears throat> you'll hear the music today. Uh, you know, just, I mean, look, it is what it is. It's, it's a special uh, event. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, at the same time you say, well, it's another regular season game. It is. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think we're all, when we were all young, um, you know, you, you probably watched some Monday night football growing up. You heard the music. You got a little excited, you know, when it was your team, <clears throat> your hometown team or whatever it was playing, I'm sure, um, you know, that you were excited to, to watch that. So, um, you don't get this, this opportunity much. Um, and to have it be a division opponent on the road and have it be the Chiefs in specific, um, <clears throat> you know, I think that, um, you know, there's definitely going to be some adrenaline, uh, no question. You have to manage that a little bit. But um, I hope our guys are, are really excited. If, if what I see from them is any indication, I'm sure we will be, um, you know, excited to perform, excited to compete, uh, and excited to play in this atmosphere, you know, this one time. Josh McDaniels has walked out with Tom Brady many times on the road. Monday night football, right? Patriots on the road Monday night playing a really good team, and they've won. He knows all about the energy, all about the insanity, all about everybody waiting for him there. He's been there, done that, but now he's a head coach, and the head coach has got to go win this game against Andy Reid. Tough task, passionate Raider. Get in here for the hour. What's happening? You're up next. What's up, JT? Can you hear me okay right now? Yeah, I got you. sound okay? Yep, okay, go ahead. man, man. Woo! Here we are. It is. Here it is Monday. But you know what, JT? He's playing a little pressure, man. Josh seems like he's a little bit choked up, man. Come on, man. He need to come out with, with nothing tonight. Everything's on the line tonight, JT. And it has to be everything on the line because the number game is going to be on the line. One and four or two and three. Which one do we want? Defense is going to really have to take control tonight. We've said it. We've said it over and over and over, JT. It's, it's prime time game. The lights are on bright. Our biggest rival... We hate these guys the most. They think we're the same old Raiders. We went and got Devontae Adams. We've got a team that can play. We cannot come out any bit intimidated. If we don't come out and put seven up on our first drive, on our first series, if they don't have 12 to 15 scripted plays ready to come out, march down that field and score, I think it's going to be a long night, JT. I'm still saying 28-25 Vegas. I, I I I can't get to Holland right now because I'm just it is what it is. But let's go, JT. Thanks yeah, you got it. Off. I think they'll have some scripted plays. I think they played up tempo in the last game. I think they want to play up tempo to keep the crowd out of the game. 
I don't think Derek wants the clock to come down to two seconds or one second on the play clock. It just sets up too important for the Chiefs to kind of predict what they're going to do and pin their ears back. Uh, I'm not a big trick play guy, but I think there's going to be opportunities to move the pocket against this team and get Derek to run more. Remember, Derek was able to run seven times in his last game, and he ran with a purpose, which I thought was very important. He just didn't run. He ran hard and with a purpose. He's going to have to do it. You know Mahomes is going to do it. So Derek has to do it in this game. And I don't think there's a better time for Derek to run than this game because he just did it. As we just talked to Steve Berline, Derek's most recent game was very successful running the ball at the quarterback position. So he should be comfortable doing that in this game. And the pocket's going to break down, and I know Derek's going to get sacked in this game, maybe multiple times, secure the ball when he gets sacked, live another play. But please get it to Devontae. Force the ball to Devontae instead of throwing it out of bounds or throwing it into the ground or not running. When, all, when it comes down to it, give Devontae a chance to make a play with those Iron Man claws that he has his hands and can go up and grab any ball away from anybody. And Darren Waller's got to play well. Last year, Darren Waller did not play big in this series after he started off his first three games in the series and was really a matchup nightmare for Kansas City. You know, tight ends don't cover tight ends. But it's important that Darren now has his coming out game. You know, we're sitting here at one and three, and the Raiders are going into their fifth game of the year, and Darren Waller needs to start stacking $50 million contract extension performances. Right? We all agree on that. We've seen it from Josh Jacobs so far. Devontae's played well. Hunter's been hurt. Mac Hollins is playing up to his potential. Max is a beast as we wait on the birth of his child. That's a big story. Just crossing my fingers for Max and his wife that everything goes brilliant. And then the rest of this team, Chandler Jones, Denzel Perryman, going out there and adding to the defenses, which what they've done with the signing of Martinez, Blake Martinez from the Giants, another guy who can come in situationally and make plays. But I'm calling on Nate Hobbs. I'm not going to give it all because i got to do the pregame show with Eric Allen here in two hours. But this is a Nate Hobbs game. Nate Hobbs is going to have to be jumping routes play in the slot, play in corner, maybe pick one off off a deflection. This is a big night for Nate Hobbs because he's a burgeoning star in this league and stars play big on Monday Night Football. So I'm calling his name and I'll do that with Eric Allen. Heading down to the M Resort Spawn Casino for the pregame show, 315 on Compass Media Networks. Thanks to Bobby for producing. Appreciate Q diving in next. And I really want to thank Steve Berline for coming in and for the Raiders setting that up. I'll be back on the post-game show after the pre-game show tonight. Hope to hear from many of you coming off a Raider victory. Let's go Raiders. Get a win in Kansas City.